Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Welcome to the broadcast again. We've been talking for the last several weeks about keeping the faith. And last week we began to talk about practices or habits. We talked about how important it is that you feed yourself on the Word of God. And man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We wanted to continue in that vein and talk about some more practices. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about a second practice, and that is encouragement. So habit number two, or practice number two, is to encourage yourself. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, it says, David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So let's go back and and review the story. David is away at battle with King Achish and the Philistines, and he's ready to go to battle. Although the Philistines were kind of nervous about having David around, because if you remember, Goliath was a Philistine, and these guys were nervous and said, this guy might turn against us. And King Achish says, oh, no, he's, he's as good as an angel. He's as good as anybody I've ever had around me. And so there's no flaw in him. There's no problem with him whatsoever. But they insisted that he go home. And so when he went home, it took him three days to get back to where he was living at Ziklag. When he got there, he found out that the Amalekites had visited Ziklag where he was living and had taken his wives and his children didn't kill anybody, but they ransacked and burned everything. And his men were actually very frustrated with him at that point because they lost their wives and their children as well. And the Bible says that David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. As we look at this story, they were just a little more than frustrated with him. They actually wanted to stone him, didn't they? That's correct. They wanted to kill him. And the Bible says that they were all grieving and weeping in despair over the law of their families. Uh, I certainly would have been upset myself. Absolutely. Um, So they served faithfully with with David as their ruler and leader. Um, They get back, and here they are facing um, a devastating situation, and now they're wanting to, to kill David. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. So so how do you think he encouraged himself? That's a very good question, and I'm sure we have some listeners this morning who are wondering, what does that look like? For us, how, what does that look like? How do we encourage ourselves? How did David do it? I think that David actually reminded himself of the battles that he had been through in the times that God had delivered him in the past. He probably remember back when he was uh, watching sheep on the side of the mountain. The Bible said that, that a bear came out, and he said that he slew the bear. And then also a lion came out, and he slew the lion. Now, 
that this is before he actually was in battle with Goliath. And then, of course, that's one of the most famous battles that he ever uh, was in. And I like what it says about him in that particular story, because the Bible said it, he ran to the fight with Goliath. And so he remembered how God had delivered him in all those situations. After he had been uh, winning battles for some times, and they were actually singing songs about him. And it said Saul had killed his thousands, and David had killed his ten thousands. So I'm sure it was just a matter of recall to see where uh, he had been and what God had delivered him from. At the encouragement that he gave himself at the reminder that God was faithful and God is still faithful, he felt strength and he strengthened and encouraged himself to be prepared for yet another battle, knowing that God was with him. And even as you were were talking about that, I I felt a stirring in my spirit that there's a pastor or a minister listening to this broadcast or to this podcast today that's actually going through a battle right now that's had a turn of events that is no fault of your own, but that where people have been serving faithfully with you and because of a turn of events, they are now turning against you and want to kill you, so to speak not physically, but have turned against you. And I just want to encourage you this morning that God is with you, that he is for you, and that you've literally seen him deliver you in times past. And I want to encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord and strengthen yourself and just turn to the Lord and know that this battle is not yours, but it is God's and he is going to fight for you, that you're not even going to have to defend yourself, but God is going to defend you and he is going to deliver you from this. But be encouraged and know that he is with you this morning and that he's with you today and he's going to be with you in this battle just as he is with David. So David went forward and actually what happened? Well, he was actually able to go forward and, and chase down the Amalekites and the Bible said that he recovered everything. Even though he was at the point of exhaustion and even though the men were uh, rising up against him and very discouraged with him, when they went out, God went with him and actually God fights your battles before you get to the battle. There was a song that the Freemans did years ago, the battle's not mine, uh, I give it to you. And so the Lord fights our battles for us. What our responsibility is, is to remember the things that have happened in the past, which causes faith to grow. So faith is still your responsibility. Amen. And I love that song by Rita Springer. All I had to do was worship and all I had to do was bow down. It's so powerful. It's just to remember that he is so faithful and I've been there and I'm sure that if you're listening today, you can relate to this, that just like David, you've probably been exhausted and didn't feel like you had any strength left for not one more battle, but we just encourage ourselves and strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And if you're listening, we want to encourage you to do just what David did, just to encourage yourself and know that God is with you and he's going before you. And this is your responsibility, just as Ken said. It's not God's responsibility. It isn't your pastor's responsibility. It's not your spouse's responsibility. There's times that that I get down. I get frustrated. I get weary. And there's times Ken can come along and he can encourage me. And there's times he cannot. And it's not always his responsibility. There's times that, that it is our responsibility to encourage each other as a spouse. But not always. Sometimes it's my responsibility to encourage myself and to pick myself up. And, you know, I'm the only one that can guarantee my faith. And you're the only one that can guarantee that that you have a strong faith. Right. And, you know, years ago, um, 
to borrow a phrase from uh, a, a, a secular company, Amway was around, and we learned in that years ago, we kept hearing people say, if it is to be, it is up to me. God has given you all the tools you need to be strong and develop faith, the kind of faith that really moves mountains, and that's, that's really what you're after. I want to interject here. That is the kind of faith we're after. And some people say, well, you know, I don't have any faith, but that's not true because the Bible tells us that to each man, God has dealt a measure of faith. So he didn't leave anyone out in the faith department. He gave us all a measure of faith. So it's up to us to develop it, as you said. And he's also given us the tools to develop our faith and make it be a strong faith, the kind of faith that according to Hebrews 11, 33, 34, that moves mountains, shuts the mouths of lions, quenches the flames of fire, turns weakness to strength, and puts whole armies to flight. How do you build that kind of faith? Romans 10, 17, by hearing and hearing. And I always say this to my church, and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God again and again and again. It's feeding your faith that is the key, hearing it again and again. Hearing is how you water the seed that builds your faith. And just like somebody who's working out and and maybe they're trying to build their body up, they do that through repetition. And so when we're bench pressing or whatever, we call them reps, and we do them over and over and over again. And in the process of us doing that, what happens is we build up our, our muscles, and it's the same thing when you remember we looked at uh, uh, Romans where it talked about seeing the invisible world or the spiritual world we see that through what we see in the natural and so when we look at maybe a bodybuilder he's building a specific thing by lifting weights over and over again that's what the word of God does for it it's both sustenance and it strengthens us as we go thus allowing us to encourage ourselves to build faith by implementing some of these ideas in your daily routine, it will help you to continue to work towards a strong faith. Just like uh, repetition is the key to building strong faith, so is um, stamina. Um, as we're out running, and I know we mentioned that a lot because we're running, uh, stamina is key to being able to run farther distances. So the repetition of running the same distance and then pushing yourself a little farther and a little farther, then you can run more uh, of a distance the next time. And it's the same thing with your faith. When you believe for something, like, you know, I'm believing for a bicycle, and then next time I can believe for something larger than a Bible bicycle. Maybe I can believe for a go-kart. I I told people this in our church this Sunday, you know, how can you believe for a Cadillac if you haven't believed for a bicycle? You know, we can't believe for God to heal something larger than a cold if we haven't believed for a cold. And we build that faith muscle by, by lifting it and stretching it. Same thing with stamina. You know, I run a mile. I can't believe that I can run um, five miles until I run a mile. But once I run that mile and then I run a mile and a half and then I run two miles, well, then five miles doesn't seem so hard because I've done it. And and I've, I've got that in the, my bank of, of memory. I've got that in my, my experience. Yeah, and we're running more of an endurance run. I remember as a, a kid, my dad was a, a builder, a GC, general contractor, 
And we had a guy show up to go to work with us one day, and he started off like a uh, ball of fire, uh, and he was driving nails. We happened to be framing a, a particular uh, building that day, and he he drove a few nails, and, and I mean, he just took off and, and, you know, looked very impressive. But in about 10 minutes, he was completely uh, worn out and couldn't do anymore, had to take a break. My dad said he lacks stamina. So that was my first lesson in stamina. I didn't know what it meant. And he says, well, I said, Dad, what does that mean? He said, well, he's got strength, and he can he can go for a few minutes, but I need him to be able to go all day. And my dad could. He'd take a, a hammer and, and nails and just all day long, 12 hours, and, and never uh, seemingly. It was impressive as a kid. He never seemed to wear out. So that's really cool. So how you do that is keep listening to the Word of God. Maybe as you drive to work. Uh, put an MP3 player on and listen to the Word of God. Listen to it in your car. Listen to it on the way to work. If you go for a walk, listen to the Word of God. If you take a break for lunch, listen to it. Put some earbuds in and listen to it. As you feed your spirit, remember that faith comes by hearing, but so does doubt. So my question to you today is what are you listening to? What's the news telling you? What are your friends telling you? Proverbs 4.23 says... Keep or guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. You have to guard the precious word you've sown into your heart by refusing to consume anything contrary. Discouragement is so powerful, and discouragement leads to depression. And depression is like a pit. It's like a quicksand is what I refer to it as. And once you step into quicksand, anybody knows if you've seen it on movies that when they fall into the pit of quicksand, they tell them, don't move, don't move, because it's like the harder you fight, the more it sucks you down. And it is just like a bog that sucks you down, and it's horrible. And discouragement often will lead to depression, and it's just this darkness that surrounds you. And it's important what you listen to and and the, the talk that you give yourself at that point is critical. A negative self-talk will throw you into a tailspin of depression faster than anything. You also have to listen to who you're listening to. I think, uh, you know, you said that, you know, what are your friends telling you? What what are you listening to? Not just from yourself. Uh, It's easy to find people to be negative and bring you down. So you have to be very, very careful about what's going on. That's why the Bible says that in Proverbs. She already mentioned it, but guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life and everything you do actually begins as a thought and what you say is so powerful the word of god tells us that that we can have whatever we say that's both positive and negative don't you think absolutely and i was just here thinking that you know our uh, the name of this podcast is faith works and faith does work when we get a word from god we have to partner with the word Part of partnering with the word that we get is guarding the word. You know, I like what Bill Johnson said about that concerning partnering with the word, whatever you get. He says he writes a word down. If somebody gives him a word, he writes it down. Or if he sees a powerful scripture, he writes it down. Then he'll go back and he'll review that over and over and over again. And so some, sometimes what we need to do is, is partner with that word and then, like David did, encourage ourselves and strengthen ourselves in the word by remembering 
remembering what God has already done. And I like to equate it to depositing money into a bank account so that later on you can write a check based on that money that's in there. And and that's what faith is and that's what experience is. We're depositing into an account, if you will, so later on we can draw out from that account. Amen. Amen. And we're so responsible to the words that God has given us. Now, he's responsible to carry that word out. He is responsible to the word of God, his written word, and he will uphold and stand by his promises. But we're responsible to guard that word, to stand on it and declare and decree it and not let the enemy steal that word from us and not let other people, well-meaning people come along and take that word from us and and speak negatively to us. The enemy will come along and try to rob us and don't rob it from ourselves with negative self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? You know, David could have said, that's it. I'm just a loser. You know what? All I really am is a shepherd. I'm not really a king. I'm just a shepherd. I knew it all along. I'm a loser. I'm a shepherd. This is it. This proves it right here. Look, my wives are gone. My children are gone. That's it. I'm a failure. Everybody knows it. I'm a failure. This proves it. But he didn't do that. He went to the Lord and let the Lord tell him the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is you're the anointed king. I chose you. I anointed you to be king. You are more than a conqueror. You are victorious, David. Now get up, get out there, put your crown on, pick up your sword, get out there, go back and get your stuff that I gave you. I think it's so important. We talked about building your faith by hearing the word on a daily basis. Truth will come. Faith will come. And then guess what? Victory will come. Yes. I, you know, I'm reminded of a story that I heard a long time ago. One of my pastors, I think it was Brother G.L. McKee, uh, who, who actually told this story about a pastor who was in China named Chen Min Lin. These events took place when Chairman Mao had seized power in China after establishing a regime of absolute authority, and him and his gang of four took sadistic pleasure in targeting a specific group of people, which were actually the Christians. And these Christians were targeted because they refused to renounce their faith, and they held strong faith, and they held to their guns on the faith that they had, and even though they knew that it would cost them perhaps their lives. Now, Chen was born in, in Shanghai, China, and was brought up believing uh, in, in the communist way. However, what happened to him was he discovered the real Savior in the real book, uh, the real book of truth, which was the Bible. And he gave up communist propaganda and gave his life to serving others as a pastor. And it was a very dangerous thing to do because Chairman Mao wanted everybody to believe that he was the Savior. And he actually printed up some propaganda to that effect. And so one day while Pastor Chen was sharing the love of God in his church, he was arrested and taken into prison. And he was told never to speak about his religion again. He was called again speaking about it later on in 1968 and when he was preaching the gospel. And they took him into prison. This time they kept him for 18 years. And it was under the worst conditions imaginable. And so he was underfed. He nearly starved to death several times. Uh, he was just dying in prison, so to speak. And Chen's own son was even killed by the communist captors. His wife died. They didn't even tell him about that until later on. And, and his testimony when 
when you start look, looking at it, he said there was times when I longed to die. I even prayed to die and wanted to just get through this somehow. And people don't usually look for heroes in the Chinese prison, but this was a hero in development. One day they decided to try and make his torment worse by putting him into a cesspool where all this polluted water with all kinds of diseases were and 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 vile things and and he said the stench was almost unbearable and I thought I would die before the first day ended and then all of a sudden you know the second day comes along and he said while I was in the cesspool God illuminated my mind and he realized that he had been given the blessing of solitude so he started singing softly and at first it was just soft and and then he realized nobody was really paying attention to him so he and he began to sing louder and louder and, and prayed prayers of thanksgiving for those times. And, and he said, with tears were streaming down my face, he found an old hymn and he began to sing, but he had learned in Shanghai. It was very special meaning to him. And it's the one that says, I come to the garden long while the dew is still on the roses and the voice that I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. In the middle of a cesspool, he began to remember the word of God. He remembered the song and in that rancid festering cesspool he said it seemed like I could smell the aroma of the rose of Sharon and while it's disgusting to think about God turned his cesspool into a private garden where he met with Chen Min Lee who was eventually released and then as, as he was on his way home, he was praying about the town and he was wondering what had happened to all the people because he had a, a, about a hundred followers when he was there and he was hoping that somebody had survived, that their faith somehow had been uh, sustained during his imprisonment. When he got home, much to his wonderful surprise, he was greeted by 5,000 Christians who gathered to welcome him home. See, our hardest circumstances in our situations can actually be turned into our best situation. And so don't lose hope, but encourage yourself in the Lord, and God will sustain you and bring you through, even though it may be the worst set of circumstances that you can imagine. All this reminds me of a sermon that you preached once entitled, Have You Felt Like Giving Up Lately? And I know it was based around that uh, particular scripture, which um, I'm going to share in just a moment. And I know most of us have felt like giving up from time to time. I know I have. I wish I could say that I have that my faith was so strong that I have never felt like giving up. But I have from time to time felt like giving up. And I've had to pull myself up by my own bootstraps and encourage myself in the Lord. But I'm in good company because the prophet Elijah was somebody that also had to be encouraged because he felt like giving up. If you're in that company this the, today, if you're listening, then we want you to be encouraged. And we want you to be encouraged from the scripture in Psalm. Psalm 73 that says, my flesh and my heart fail. 
But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. But God. I, I remember preaching that so well. But God. I didn't feel like going on. But God. The children of Israel were backed up against the Red Sea. But God. Daniel was in the den of lions. But God. The Hebrew children were in the fiery furnace. But God. The Bible says in Psalm 46 and 1, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. He's always there, and he doesn't go away. Philippians 4.13, I've got a shirt that my wife just bought me that says this, and I really love this scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, not just some things, but all things. Hebrews 13.5 says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you do a word study on that, it really means, it, or really says this, I will never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. You know, that's what God told uh, Joshua when he was kind of taken over after Moses had had passed. And, and Joshua 1, 5 said, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And there again, in that scripture, if you do a word study, it says, I will not, will not, will not, will not leave you nor forsake you. You know, one of the scriptures that I really like is Proverbs eighteen ten. We used to do this song, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. No matter what you're going through or what you're facing or what you see, just keep in mind that God is for you. He is not against you and he is with you and you can make it through the battle no matter what you're going through. Amen. Amen. Lisa, you know, we, we don't like to leave um, the broadcast without giving a word. And so I didn't know if you felt like you had one this week or if you've been praying, you've already got something that you want to uh, share with people. Do you have anything? Actually, I've been praying throughout the broadcast and actually pray before the broadcast and throughout the week that God would speak to me. But even as we're praying, I keep getting the name Chris and I keep seeing a white Honda with black interior. Um, and I don't know if somebody named Chris is in their car listening to the podcast, or maybe it's in their driveway. I don't know. But I feel like the Lord is wanting Chris to really be encouraged this morning and to know that very specifically that the Lord is saying, I will not, will not, will not leave you, Chris, that I am with you and I will not forsake you. And very specifically that the Lord is saying this morning, and we try not to be random or give random words, but to be very specific. And I know when people give a word, it can, you know, when they give a word that says, I will not forsake you or leave you, that can seem random because that can be for anybody. But the Lord is specifically saying, I will not leave you nor forsake you. And I feel like um, for somebody named Chris, with a white Honda with the black interior listening today. And, and if this word is for you, feel free to, to write in um, or to, to contact us through the website or, or however to let us know you received the word. Um, that's fine. We like to hear from you um, even on Facebook. But the Lord is saying to you, I have not forsaken you or left you. I feel like this morning that you're feeling discouraged and even have been considering just quitting. Just, you know, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I'm overwhelmed. And I, if I don't 
hear from you. I feel like even, even maybe this morning you said, if I don't hear from you, God, if I don't get a word from you, that's it. I'm done. I can't, I can't take another step forward. I cannot do this anymore. And if you don't get a word to me, and I feel like this morning God is saying, Chris, I will not forsake you. I have not forsaken you, but I am going with you all the way to the end. I am for you, not against you. And Lord, and I feel like even that, that the Lord is saying that the tide is turning and for you not to give up, but that the tide is turning and that even very soon, um, not just soon, but very soon that you're going to see the tide turn and that there is a shifting taking place and that you're going to see an answer to your prayer. And I feel like there's something happening even in the legal system. I feel like that the, the, this is a legal battle and that even in the legal system that you're going to see a shift and um, a, a, the tide turn on your behalf in the legal system and that there's going to be a favorable answer um, on your behalf in the legal system and that God has not forsaken you and he's moving on your behalf, Chris. And so I want to say to our listeners this morning to be encouraged, encourage yourself, speak positively to yourself, look in the mirror and speak good things to yourself, stop negative talking. And I have to catch myself uh, with a negative talk and remind myself that I am the daughter of the most high. You are the son or daughter of the most high God. And the enemy wants to beat you down and tell you differently. You're not just a shepherd. You're not an orphan. You're not the redheaded stepchild, uh, but you are the son and daughter of the most high God and that you are called according to his purpose. He does have a plan for you. And though his, his plan or the timing may be delayed, he's never late and he's never early. He's always on time. And while it may be delayed in your estimation, he's right on time. And he said something to me in my, my journal this morning. He said, he said, so says the Lord. This is what he said to me. Keeper of time. Whew, I almost want to shout right now. Keeper of time is what he said. So who am I to argue with his timing? And who are you to argue with his timing? The keeper of time. So says the Lord, keeper of time. So while it's delayed, or I think it's delayed, he's perfect. So know this, he's got this be encouraged today. He's got this. Encourage yourself. Say scriptures to yourself. Get in the word. Remind yourself of the word. If you're feeling drained, feed your spirit. So we want to just recap. Get back in there. The first um, practice we said is feed your spirit. The second practice is encourage yourself. And we enjoy being with you. Share this podcast and join us again next week. God bless you. Thank you. And we'll talk to you again next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at kenandlisahenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.